Bora, we haven't done a Q&A episode for a long time, but we get all these questions. One of the most common questions we get from especially Sri Lankan listeners is that how the cricket uh, cricket pathway in Victoria works or in Australia works. We had two Sri Lankans playing for Victoria this season already. Chandra Singh and Kalipotha, they both represented Victoria. So there's a, mm. a lot lot of interest um, among Sri Lankans and migrant communities to know um, about the pathways to uh, go up the ladder and play for Victoria, then go on to play for Australia. So we found a perfect guy to talk about that. He's, he's been involved with junior cricket for a long time. Our good friend Alex Lewis from Preston. We are just about to start a cricket season here in Victoria and um, Alex is the director of cricket at Preston Cricket Club. How is Preston preparing for the season, Alex? Uh, really well, actually. Really, really well. The, the numbers are really solid. Um, the players are, are really engaged and um, it's, the list is actually looking really, really strong. We're really, we're really very optimistic of, uh, for what we can achieve this year. Any, I think there's a Sri Lankan connection out there at Preston as well. Any new players? I know there's an exciting um, coaching um, signed up as well. So, you want to share yeah. some of the recruits for the season or a bit of insight? Oh, well, we've, we, we, we seem to be very lucky at Preston. Um, you know, we obviously had Chiminda um, and we've improved upon him um, with some better human beings and some higher quality people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chubby. <laughs> I can't swear on this podcast, so I'm going to keep <laughs> No, no, look, look, we actually, you know, we, I, I, Michael Hayes is the president who I work very closely with and have done for, for the life of my time at the club. Um, we, we, we say it all the time, we're very privileged to have a connection to the Sri Lankan community, um, both through Chaminda as well as Mahesh and, um, and the players that have played for us um, in that preceding time. After Chaminda, um, we've got Imal, um, who who plays for um, the Qatar um, uh, international side, um, which is very exciting. We got to watch some of his games. Um, I think he was playing the, the Canada Canada circuit or Canada Round Robin tour there, and yeah. um, it was really nice to be able to watch him play. Um, and he, he really hits it, loves to hit the ball. So it's it's going to be really a complimenting our our list most certainly. Um, and and we've got Kanishka who. He played for us in their T20 a few years ago. He was playing for a, a local club um, on synthetic. And then um, um, we, we said, oh, look, come, come be a guest at one of our T20 games. And uh, we loved him. Just not just, you know, I think what's really important about the, 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 the Sri Lankan community is that I think our club just re- resonates both on a, a playing level, but also a, a social level. Um, and um, Kanishka is no, no different. He, uh, he's, he's absolutely simulated. He, he, uh, had a fielding session on Saturday. It was his first real crack at, at running a, a session. Um, yep. He had the ones and two squad, and he I, I, I've been raving about him for the last uh, last twenty four hours. I can't tell you how thrilled it is being you know the, the senior coach and then <laughs> have someone who can you know at this level it's difficult to find people who can actually do the job you know. And Chummy will know I'm a pretty I'm a bit of a control freak. So when I hand over a job and it and it gets done well, that it comes with it comes with a fairly level of high high praise. So um, no, I'm very excited to have both of those uh, players. Um, they they complement our list really really well. No, that's awesome. 
I mean, this episode where we are trying to cover how how we are going to prepare for a cricket season as a cricketer and um, and how to set goals uh, for the season mm-hmm. um, for a for a let's say a young cricketer who start just starting his cricket career maybe yeah. for a local club. Um, how should he or she um, prepare and how should they um, set their goals for a season? Um, because you've been working with um, uh, almost all the age groups uh, for the last maybe mm. I don't know, 10 years, maybe more. Um, yeah. So yeah. you have a fair idea uh, about how things go in Victoria. So um, mm. you want to... Tell us a bit about uh, how, yeah. how you go about that. So, so setting goals for young people um, is, is really simple. Um, you've got to sit down with the player and you've got to, first off, understand what it is that they actually like about the game and what it is that they enjoy about the game. I think one of the challenges in cricket is that we can spend a lot of time focusing on what we need to improve upon and get better at and that kind of stuff. And there's not enough time focusing on, well, what is it that draws you to the game? Uh, and often that's a really good starting point. Um, if a player likes, oh, I, like, I really like hitting the ball or I, I love scoring runs or I love, you know, being out there with my mates. And sometimes it's, it's really that simple. Just would be out there with their mates. So, and then from there, you're able to ask leading questions like, um, oh, you know, um, if, if at the end of the year, what would be a good year for you? If, if it's March 31, the season's over, you know, give us some statistics if, it's, if, if you're statistic-driven. Or if it's, um, you know, results driven in terms of, oh, we, we want a flag or, you know, really simple questions to us. But sometimes to younger players, they don't, they don't really think about their game that way. I think we take for granted that we've been in the game a long time and it becomes second nature to us. Um, but to them, it's asking really open-ended questions like, oh, you know, um, what do you think this year should be like? How do you think you'll go this year? And then you just write that down on a piece of paper. And then for me, I just try to extract um, the things that they emotively connect with. Um, you know, it could be, oh, I, I want to be, be really consistent. You know, uh, I get a lot of joy from being consistent. Or um, some of my spinners, oh, I get a lot of joy out of that, that feeling you get when you rip the ball, you know. Um, even though that they might not land six out of six, they still get their joy because they're, they're giving it a rip, you know. Um, and, and then as you work through that conversation and ultimately you're just trying to get to know them and you're trying to build a rapport, you can really get to the nitty gritty of, okay, well, if you want to be consistent, let's break it down into some really simple process-based goals. So a process-based goal being something that requires action and that is achievable by you and in control by you. Um, so it could be simple as, um, oh, I want to be, I want to be able to bat 50 overs. Okay. Well, how fit are you? Okay. Well, Let's, let's come up with a plan every week. All right. How, how, what's your longest distance you can run now? Or what's the fastest 2K you can do now? Or um, let's, let's, let's build upon that, you know? Um, you know, fast bowlers can say, oh, I want to bowl quick. Okay, what are you doing for your strength work? You know, um, have you got a, a bowling coach? Do you have someone that you can connect with? And I think um, for any young player aspiring to get to the next level, I think they need two things. They need a person that they consider as a mentor, right? Yep. Not necessarily in the same sport, not necessarily even in the same, you know, it doesn't have to be a sport at all. Just someone who's successful in, that you admire and they say, okay, well, you, I, you de- in my world, um, I define you as successful, right? 
um, can I talk to you about my journey about, um, you know, becoming a better cricketer? Yeah. And often those parallels are very similar. The, the disciplines, the, the emotional regulation, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's all very similar across all fields. Um, and then you need a coach. Um, you, you need someone who can give you the technical feedback, who, that you, who you trust. If you can lock in those two things as well as your, um, your process-based goals, match them up with your, 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 your outcome-based goals. So like, I want to score 350s this year. I want to score my first 100 this year. I want to score things that aren't necessarily in your control, but you're working towards something, okay? That, and then the process-based goals are the, the day-to-day stuff, you know? Um, you want to be a better batsman? Every week, you've got to find an hour a week to get, it, get some throwdowns or some underarms or something that's away from the club. And I call that unseen hours. And, and successful players in any sport, I don't care what it is, is you, you've got to nail your unseen hours. So if that's not part of your goal-setting process, right, and part of your goal-setting plan, you, you really are, you're limiting your, your growth. You're going to grow at the same rate as everyone else that trains for two hours on a Thursday and two hours on a Tuesday and play six hours on a Saturday. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, I'm getting excited with a lot of questions that are coming through just through the juniors, <laughs> so I'll try to contain it and... Um, let you guide me through as well, Alex. Um, uh, juniors, I mean, you would have come across it as well, are very excited, motivated to play cricket. Um, I guess exposing them into the training elements is a big challenge on its own. Um, how do you manage that through, I guess, a preseason? We've all been through a preseason. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the early capture where you can help. Uh, structure in these habits is there yeah. anything that you as a club or you as a or personally work on certain things to help yeah. uh, drive that so uh, chummy would know we have a, an academy program at preston that um i began um <laughs> 10 years ago now this is yeah. i think this is the 10th season um and one of the one of the things we started with was under 15s um then we moved to under 17s uh, girls, because we wanted to contribute to the female space, um, and then we then we th- we saw that the kids that were fifteen, all right, would play our JG Craig competition, our formerly Hatch competition in the VSDCA, but then they would have nowhere to go. Okay, and we wanted to hold on to these kids. We wanted to try and keep them in our system, so we created an under 19s program. And what the under 19s program, which which is a real, I, I look back at it now and I go, secretly genius. Right, not to my own horn, but I am right. But secretly <laughs> genius because what you're doing is you're you're creating a, an environment where you've got older guys, 18, 19 year olds, because it was 19 and under, working yeah. with 16, 17 year olds. And what that did was there, we all know that there's a lot of difference between a 16 year old and a 19 year old. You know, that's three years of your life. But you 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 know you play cricket with a sixteen year old you know you're playing cricket with a sixteen year old you play with cricket with a nineteen you're playing cricket with an adult mm. and so what happened was is you had this period of six weeks where we would cross pollinate those the current list of those players right um, and the what the players that we want to hope folding into our um, senior program mm. so that 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 ultimately created the the, the best thing which we, we you can have at this level is familiarity. 
Yeah. yeah. You want you want those younger guys to come into the senior system and go, oh, I know that person. Not that you're ever going to talk to them because 16-year-olds don't talk, right? But I know that person. I feel safe. I know the head coach. I feel safe. And that's ultimately what it is. You want players to feel safe in an environment um, and you want them to feel welcomed. And then once you've broken down all of those barriers, then you can worry about the cricket. Because yeah. if you don't break down those barriers – Right, then they are petrified of judgment. They are they are anxious of performance, and I'm talking about I've got young young players who play a bad shot. Look around the room and go, oh, "Did anyone see that?" Yeah. Now I don't know about you, but I play a bad shot every every time I hit the ball. So you know you can't have that kind of anxiety going around the room. You know, so you got to you got to try and create an environment where you you. You're talking to them and you're getting to know them. Oh, what school do you go to? Oh, what are you bowl? What club do you come from? You know, what's your favorite Marvel film? Like it's it's yeah. it's it's so important to build those connections. And we are into we are, I mean, I heard we at the start of the discussion, we um heard some of the key signings Preston has done, and I think has has brought about some more um the new outlook into the season, I guess, going into re, um, recruitment, I guess um, something that our listeners would like to know as, as much as I even I'm keen to know is how do you structure uh, on recruitment, whether it's do you restructure the clubs, how you want to play it and you go out to market to look for players mm-hmm. or um, is that what's, what's, working for Preston or for in this case Preston um, as a club as a team or how you play in and now you kind of uh, want a similar skill set of players coming on board how or do you completely revamp it I'd like to tell you that we've got an unbelievable recruiting team and we've got an unlimited resources of players to choose from therefore we've got very clear, you know, um, oh, we need this bowler, we need this player, we need this, we need blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, at, at, a, at a local level, and then we are, look, we, you know, whilst, whilst we do, um, you know, spend money on our cricket department, <laughs> we don't spend anywhere near the kind of money a premier club or even other some other subdistry clubs do. So to answer that question, I've got to talk about list management and, and, and an overall philosophy on the kind of lists we want and the kind of way that we run our 11th because... That helps shape what we want at the first grade level, yeah? Yep. Um, so from the academy right up until our first grade, there's this, in my mind, and I've been running a lot of list management for the last 10 years, is um, you, you got to have a view of who's where doing what and who's coming through and who's likely to leave, who's going to go to Premier, who's going back to local, so on and so forth. If you don't have an understanding of those kind of movements, it's very hard to know what to recruit for at the top level. On the flip side of that is you've got to work with your first living captain um, and your leaders to go, well, what does the side need? And then let's see if we can find that as well. But the problem is, is you can do all of that planning. But it's sad to say because, you know, there's only two things that players will look for, right, to come to a sub-district club, success and money. They want to move to a club that ultimately... Is, is on the virgining of success or is already successful, okay? Yeah. Or you've got to pay the, 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 the sort of the, uh, the tax on top 
uh, or to, to get a, a really good player to the club. And and the one thing that we value is that once we've got players to the club, we generally we generally keep them um, for a period of time um, as long as they buy into our values, which is more community-based values. Yeah. We, we we care very little about um, – we no, sorry, rephrase that. We care about performances, but if you're not really buying into the community, it's, it's a really hard way to, to sort of connect and – uh, enjoy each other's company because it's a long season if, yeah. if you if you don't buy into that. But um, to, to to pivot back, we recruit essentially uh, myself, Hazy, and a few other uh, other people. We recruit basically on what we feel that we need, and then once we've got the feelers out there, I can't tell you how often we end up with something else. <laughs> we we um you know we 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 might be looking for like this year we're looking for a fast bowler, fast opening bowler. Ended up with a keeper, <laughs> you know. Um, we had an off spinner last year. We've ended up with an off spinner this year. That bats bats in the middle order. Like you just, we, yeah. Unfortunately, we 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 get uh, we get what we're given, and we have to negotiate on on how that fits with the list and uh, and go from there. Alex, something I'd like to pick your brains on, and a bit of direction as well. Um, for migrant families who are new to the country or you know or even parents who would, would like a bit of direction on what are the pathways for juniors to be part of i mean you mentioned the under 16s rep or the um, teams that are represented as we go along um, in sri lanka we are a school cricket uh, based structure where the juniors yeah. go to play in competitive cricket uh, within schools and that becomes your selection grounds um, yeah. and then you get fast track i mean in the past we've had some school cricketers playing for sri lanka um in Melbourne or Victoria base, what's a bit of advice to a parent? So they have a bit of idea, okay, this is a good structure. This is the pathway for a talented kid through uh, the system. Um, how does it work out here? Or what's your bit of insights into that? <laughs> okay, so the, the, best, the best way I can answer that is we're a club-based system. Yep. Yeah, but we're also a school-based system. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, yeah, your tier one and tier two schools, your grammar schools, they've all got um, cricket departments, right? And so they'll they'll mandate on a Saturday that players play right up until year eleven. They play for the school, which means they can't play for a club, right? And a lot of premier club systems, right? So the premier cricket. So so you you're one tier below state. Okay, um, they will have connections with those schools okay. and help find players through those schools. That's one way, right? The traditional way for me and you know eighty percent of other people who who didn't have that afforded to them was you you have to play for your club. Your club nominates you for your association. So the the really complex part about cricket in Victoria is how many layers of cricket there are. Mm. Okay, and and you know, and I think it's also a positive because if you're not ready as a cricketer at 14 for a rep program, right, you're not out of the – you still play state because you'll find your way into a premier club via a sub-district program or a VTCA program, yeah, but it is club-based. So you'll go through um, your local club, which is called the Victorian Metro Cricket Union, right? At that level, you've got 
association areas. So they're little areas um, like DVCA, Diamond Valley Cricket Association, which spans about a you know a, a radius of maybe five to ten k's in every direction. Right, the North Metro, same tier of competition, um, but they've got their own association. And what happens is the VMCU will run a carnival. Okay, so you get nominated by your club to represent yeah. that association. So North Metro, Eastern, uh, Diamond Valley, for example, right? Yeah. And that's on the 12s, 14s, 16s, 18s in those yeah. age groups, right? From there, you get nominated to represent the region, which is a cluster of associations, right? Okay, yeah. right? So my region is called the Falcons, mm-hmm. yeah? And the Falcons is the North Metro, DVCA, and some parts of, of, of another association. It's, it's more postcode, uh, yep. postcode-based, right? Um, and, and that's called the YPL. Yeah. All right? Yep. So the YPL is the Youth Premier League, and every state has a Youth Premier League, and all these regions, so uh, Falcons, Inner East, all that kind of stuff, they'll all play off, okay? And then you'll get nominated for a state side, yeah? Yep. And it's usually in Victoria... State, state metro, so Victorian metropolitan, right? And that's from the 12s, 14s, and 16s, and I think 17s or 18s, right? Yeah. Um, and then um, our Vic country. Yeah, so it's a metro and a country, all right? And then from there, they'll, they'll, they'll have a, an actual state team. Victorian. All up. But, I, but yeah. I'm, pretty, I'm actually pretty sure in the, under, in the unders age groups, all the juniors, they keep it as metro and and um and then they go to a national carnival, which is usually played in somewhere like a, a Brisbane or an Adelaide where they've got multiple grounds, first class grounds in one area. Um, and they can facilitate, you know, all all of the state sides. Right. right? Um, so that's that's the 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 pathway, um, as it were. Now to answer your question, the simplest way to get your player um, into a representative program is talk to the club, talk to the association, yeah, and don't be shy doing it because often associations are, are, are crying out for players, right? Because it's difficult. It's in it's in the middle of January, post Christmas, people are away, yeah. Um, yeah. and you still want to find the best talent, okay? And the hard part is, I mean, I'm the coach of the 16s in the DVCA this year. And and the one thing that you know, I, I want more players to look at. I want to, you know, I, I want to give a them the experience of rep trials, but also you want to find the best talent to put the best team on the park. And sometimes that that information does get a little lost because people are scared. Or oh, I don't know if reps for me. I don't know. You got to trust the coaches, trust the program, um, and 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 put yourself out there. Contact the Instagram page, the Facebook page of the association, yeah. and, and 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 even. Find out who your regional manager is for Cricket Victoria. Yep. Yeah. Our, our region is Josephine Turner. She's a ripper, right? Get in contact with her. Google it. Regional manager, Northern Falcons. Or regional manager, and you just say whatever association you're in. And you'll be able to find it. Their job is to help you navigate cricket in that region. I think we can go on forever, Lek. This has been fantastic. <laughs> I mean... There's lots of information for especially um, young cricketers who wants to go through the system and play for Australia. I think you you describe how to do it 
and that, that was that was really good i mean that that's really helpful it's been a good chat alex i think um for all like it, we've learned the part different pathways through uh, especially for juniors coming through because it gets a bit lost in because you're not sure which club you're aligned to or which like you say in the association to you know have a bigger picture um and but the, I liked how you touched base about having that under 19s um, uh, program to capture that uh, players who, who who might be confused or not sure where they're heading towards to rope them in and might be that late developers um, through the mm. sport. Um, and again, um, a good insight into how you prepare with goal settings. Um, I guess we are early part of our season. If each club keen to get their first round out of the way, so wish you well for the season ahead. Um, and again, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I think a few more, a uh, lot of questions popping up as we talk yeah. along, but being mindful of time uh, might be a good way to um, close it off for today. Um, once again, for our listeners out there, um, if they want to get in touch with you or know about more about you, where can they reach you, Alex? And if you want to share yeah. a bit of your background into that aspect. Um, that's a really good question. I think um, contact Preston. Um, yeah, just contact Preston Career Club um, yeah. and, um, and, and and they'll put you onto me or um, you know, yeah, I think that's really the only way you're going to be able to get in contact with me at the moment. I'm not huge on my Instagram. Yeah, I don't think I've put a photo up there for at least two years. So I'm not, um, and I'm not, I'm not holistically that busy on, on Facebook either, other than the odd, uh, you know, troll about, you know, <laughs> to my mate because he wore something funny. I don't know. It's, yeah. I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not a huge maybe, on the social media either. So maybe we, we'll add the links to your social media. It'll blow up. So you, yeah, you, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I no, we'll direct I traffic. Some of my through, it's all right. Yeah. I think we'll direct traffic through Preston Cricket Club yeah. to be part of um, Subby's Cricket and, you know, form a career with them. Um, so once again, thanks a lot for. Um, joining us on the pod today. Oh, look, thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. No, uh, thanks. Like it was, it was really good. Um, we should get you back. We'll have to get you back. Um, maybe um in a couple of months. Uh, to have a chat again. Thanks. Sure. Again. Absolutely. Thoroughly enjoyed it, guys. Thank you. Always. No thanks, mate. Sorry, what was that? Boy, that was a good word. <laughs> any, any stories any... of Vida? Nothing. Oh, any stories of Vida? Oh, we're still recording? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Doesn't matter. Nah, look, you know what? I was I was talking to Imal about this the other day and, and just saying how when I first met Chummy, um, well, when I first heard of Chummy, I started getting getting name anxiety for one thing because you know <laughs> there's no there's no way in this world I've known him. How long have I known you for now, Chummy? Probably what um, six? No, almost. Yeah, I it's more than that. It's almost eight years. Six to eight years, right? I don't even know, right? And to this day, I still can't spell it. <laughs>
Still can't spell his last name, right? But I, I was talking to Imal and just saying that the, 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 this is the quality of the guy, right? Rocks up um, to literally flies him, right? The day of our practice match, drives up to uh, to Lambert where we're playing a practice match. Okay, um, didn't have to, but did. Stayed the night anyway. Okay. Um, and and I, I knock on the door. He's, he's rooming with another guy called Dallas. Yeah, West Indian guy, right? They're both in towels because they've just got out of the shower. And I look on the I look on the bench, and there's two one liter no two two liter bottles, right, of scotch, right? <laughs> and I've gone, Chubby, where'd you get that from? It's like, oh, duty free. And I've gone. <laughs> And you brought it up. Yeah, why not? We'll go through one tonight. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he poured three glasses. And I'm pretty sure Dallas didn't drink at the time and he had a drink. Yeah. Um, and and, and yeah. from that moment, I've gone, you know, that because you don't know. Like sometimes you, you're really unsure about the cultural connection and you're unsure about whether you're going to. Um, and also, my first year of senior coaching, that was really quite a daunting experience for me having an international player. So. Yeah. Um and and so we um yeah we 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 bonded and connected over that and and rest is really history you know didn't really look back after that yeah yeah Sri Lankan loves a scotch that's for sure so I think that's why we're, I think that's why we're we're holding on to that connection I think I think that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 